Welcome to Sabbath Sunday. <laughs> hey, hope you guys had an incredible Christmas. I'm still here hanging at Kentucky Trail with our beautiful photo booth. And I want to say happy Sabbath Sunday. Uh, man, exciting time to relax, get refreshed, really preparing for 2024. So we got lots we want to talk about today. I encourage you guys, uh, really all that God has been doing in this season. You're probably with your family, maybe with your friends, hopefully all together, get ready to open the word of God um, as prepare for 2024 full of faith. But before we get started, a couple things. One, we're going to celebrate 2023. Two, we are going to dive into the Word of God, looking at Luke, uh, dive right back into it, picked up off of Christmas. But before we get started, I need your help in a couple big ways. One, I need you guys to say hi to someone in the comments, let people know you love that they're here. Come on, see those people you know on there, reach out, say thanks for seeing you, hope you a Merry Christmas. Second thing, hit the like button, hit the heart, come on, send up all that stuff. Biggest thing you can do, this sounds small, it's really, really big, is to hit the share button right there and let other people know. Tell the world about Jesus. Man, we're going to dive into some encouraging stuff today as we enter into 2024. And so I'm excited to see what God's going to do. A couple things to be in the know. Next Sunday, we'll be right back here at Kentucky Trail uh, in person. Uh, this is the one week we take off a year to just really get refreshed, not to worry about setting up and tearing down <clears throat> and really get prepared for the season to come. You see Jesus do this in the Bible, seasons of preparation and prayer where he goes off by himself. In the maybe the busiest seasons, he spends time communing with his father. Second thing is this. Tonight, you're not going to miss it. If you're a 6th to 12th grader, a parent of a teenager, grandparent, maybe a friend or kids have friends, tonight is our New Year's Eve party. And so it goes down at 7.30, Real Life Hope Center. All the teens are going to go out from there by bus over to Aaron's Family Fun Center. They got the den rented, so bowling. They got arcades. Pizza, fun, they're going to message from the Bible. I know our worship team is coming out tonight. It's going to be fantastic. So if you have not signed up, do not worry. You can still sign up. It's 40 bucks. Go online right now. Maybe somebody will share it in the links. Uh, hopefully, that's Q uh, Drew. Post that. Come on, right? Um, but get on there. Get signed up. You're not going to miss out. Bring it in 2024 uh, tonight. It's going to be awesome. Second thing, or third thing to say, today is the last day to give in 2023. And so, man, if you've been praying, or maybe you guys putting your heart to give a gift uh, at the end of this year towards the things of God, just know it has to be um, sent in today to count for your taxes for this year. Uh, God's been super faithful. You guys have been incredible. I want to say thank you for generosity. I want you to see what your generosity has done in this season. You may, hopefully, you got one of these. If not, you need to update your address. Um, but we sent out our celebration of 2023. I want to give you some highlights of what God has done in this year. We've had 30 people baptized. Now, this isn't just people that have come to Christ. This is people who have gone public with their faith and said yes to Jesus, that they're unashamed, uh, getting baptized in those waters on, or on Easter. And uh, it's exciting to see what God does in that. So thank you guys who've been inviting and seeing your friends come out and come into Christ. Man, God is on the move. Uh, 96 new believers, what it says on the page, but since Christmas, we're over 100 new believers. Absolutely incredible. Think about this. That is two people per week that start a relationship with Jesus. 
That's two souls per week. The attorney's forever changed, mostly because we made a simple invite and we've been praying and God's been moving. So God's hand has been on us. New believers, one of the greatest gifts that God can give a church. And so it's our job to help grow those new believers. But this is super encouraging. We've had almost 70,000 minutes viewed. Well, I'm sure at this point it's been over 68.5. Uh, viewed on social media through digital content. Absolutely incredible. Over 700 individual people joined us on Church Online in 2023. Check this out. Over 600 first-time guests here at Real Life Church. Uh, we did a follow-up for Christmas, and uh, man, I'm talking 55 people I got to follow up with, connect with. Not all those are new, some are returning, but this first-time guest is over 600, which is absolutely incredible. So thank you guys for inviting, for sharing, for passing out or bring invitations. Man, it's just so encouraging. And maybe you're one of those guests that got connected this year. Thank you for being a part of what Real Life Church is doing this season. Youth group, almost 50 first-time guests, 25 teens each and every Sunday night they meet. We have 80 kids on average back in real life kids just behind me every single Sunday. Uh, we, we are giving generously towards missions. I love this little picture. You probably can't see it, but we, we got Dennis on here um, hanging out with the kids in Columbia. And uh, man, this guy's got a passion heart for what God's doing. If you can't see it, that's okay. Just use your imagination. Just picture some really good looking dude. That's all I got to say. Um, but man, God's been on the move and it's been encouraging to see uh, really how we've given back, how God's using those gifts and uh, we're leading the missions. It's a huge part of our heartbeat. We've got two trips to Columbia uh, in this next year and uh, I'd encourage you to go on one of those trips. You can check on the website. But man, appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for giving back. Every hand raised, uh, every soul changed, every person that's come to Christ, every disciple we made is because you guys generosity, your guys' service, um, in, your, in your time, in, in, your, in your talent, in your pennies. Come on, somebody. Uh, all this makes a difference. And so thank you so much. Man, can we just give it up to all you guys for what you guys are doing, uh, making a difference here at Real Life Church. It's been incredible 2023. And can't wait to see what this year is going to bring. And so we're going to dive into the Bible today. Um, as you can tell, this one's a little different. we got no worship team. got no other guys. We said, man, take a break. And so we're going to dive in the Word of God, get refreshed, and really got a word of really faith for 2024. You know, we think about resolutions and uh, goals and all the things we're going to dream about tonight as you, as you start uh, thinking about this next year and working out and eating right, all the things, right? And I want to encourage you in this season, this next year, to really focus on building your faith. Uh, even if you have amazing goals and all those other things you want to accomplish, I would encourage you the greatest thing you can do in 2024 is to build your faith. And so today we're launching a brand new series on building your faith. We're going to look at examples of the Bible, men and women of faith that we can follow in the footsteps. We can glean some things and learn what it is to follow Christ at a deeper level. And so we're going to be in Luke chapter two. If you got your Bible, maybe you can get it with your family. Um, it's it's not going to be on the screen. You just got to see me do the old school thing right here, right? And so Luke chapter two, we're going to pick up where we left off on Christmas Eve, but we're in verse 36. And so Remember on Christmas Eve, we talked about Simeon and how Jesus uh, was held by this rabbi who prayed over him, blessed him. Well, right after that passage, we finished on Christmas Eve. This is the next passage. So verse 36 says this. There was also a prophet named Anna, 
the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. And so I just want to stop there and just talk about this idea, um, this prophet Anna. In, in the Bible, you actually find seven prophetesses, these women that speak the word of God. You find throughout the Old Testament, you have some prophetesses in the New Testament in Philippi. You might know some names, Abigail, Hannah, Esther. Uh, there's prophetesses all throughout the Bible. And for this lady, she was somebody who had the word of God in her heart, had the gift of prophecy. It says she was very old. She lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage, in verse 37, and then was a widow until she was 84. Now, this is significant. Um, there's a little footnote on mine, um, but what, what they think is, is that she was married, and then she was widowed for 84 years. And so, most likely, maybe your version says she was 84, but if you study this, a lot of scholars think she was 104. They think she was married at 20, or ish, and then married for seven years, and then was 84 years a widow. And it's really important to understand this because God had a purpose in this plan as she was a widow, as a person that was speaking the word of God. And so in part B of 37 says, she, was never, she never left the temple. And so Anna lived in the temple in Jerusalem. Uh, the priests lived on the temple on site, and because she's a prophetess and spoke the word of God, she would lived in the temple in Jerusalem day and night. And look what it says. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day. And this is how she worshiped, don't miss it, fasting and praying. So her worship for 24-7, for 84 years, was fasting and praying. Check this out. She says, coming up to them. So here's Simeon holding baby Jesus, here's Mary, here's Joseph, coming up to this group of people into the presence of literally God. At that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who are looking forward to redemption of Jerusalem. Now you may read this story and you may think, wow, that sounds like a really boring life. Uh, I don't know if you ever thought about joining as a monk <laughs> or being a nun and being in commune and just like worshiping God all by yourself and being silenced, all these things. It kind of has that feel to it. And you may think this is like a really, really boring piece of scripture that she spent 84 years worshiping and fasting and praying. And it sounds like she misses a lot of fun in life. Now, if I ask most Christians, what do Christians actually do? Most Christians would say, well, Christians go to church. Christians serve. Christians give. But I bet very few Christians would say they live a devoted life to Jesus. There's very few Christians that would talk about the inside. They would talk about the outside. They'd talk about what they do with their time, and they show up on Sunday, and they get back, and they serve, and all these outward things. But very few Christians really get to the heart, into the essence of what it is, not just to be a Christian, but to actually know Christ. Think about this lady. 84 years, worshiping the Lord. She had a certain type of faith I want to encourage you to have in 2024. It's a communal type of faith. It's the kind of faith that walks with Jesus. The kind of faith when nobody else is around, that they're satisfied with the Lord. The kind of faith where they're caught praying. The kind of faith where they're caught fasting. I know as a church, we've talked about fasting probably three or four times in the last few months. And uh, I would be surprised if many people have done it because it, it's, it's such a deeper or maybe higher level of Christianity because it requires real devotion uh, more than just showing up. It requires doing something on the inside. And I would encourage you in 2024 to have the kind of devotion where God is working in you. And so in 2024, I would encourage you to move from a consumer faith, 
uh, the kind of faith where we take, the kind of faith where we receive, and oh, the word of God was good, and oh, hallelujah, the worship was good, right? And all the things were amazing, it felt so great. Or even move past missional faith, like where other people are touched by good works, like where we go out and preach the gospel, where we do acts of service, where we set up and tear down, where we make a difference in someone else. That's great. I'm not discounting uh, receiving things from God and, and hearing from God and living on mission for God, but I think we're gonna move into a third type of faith, a higher level of faith, a communal type of faith, a type of faith where it's not really about us and it's really not about others. It's really the type of faith where it's all about him. Amen? The kind of faith where it's like, all I need is Jesus. Like, I'm just gonna be all in for Jesus. And it's amazing. This lady for 84 years was consumed with Jesus. And it's amazing that she actually held and held onto and spoke about and looked into the eyes of God. That's the result of communal faith in our lives. And she did it for 84 years. I wonder what happened if we just did it for one year. I wonder what happened in our lives if we had one year of passionate prayer passionate fasting, passionate worship behind the scenes that we talked about in, in the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount where, where really nobody knows we're doing this, but it's our heart for God and God sees it and God honors and blesses it. And so you might say, well, that sounds boring. And I would say, well, you got room to grow. Come on, somebody. I'd say you got some room to change, some room to, to get healthier in your spiritual walk. Uh, if you say that's boring, I might say may, maybe your dependency is too much on yourself or maybe your dependency is too much on God's working through you and not God working in you. So often it's about accomplishment, look at all the things we've done, all the metrics measure up, and I feel so good about what happened. But maybe you should feel good about who you are in Christ. Maybe we should look deeper and say, you know what, I'm satisfied, fully filled and satisfied. You know, this year you might make some goals to work out. I wanna encourage you to make a goal to work in this year. More important than working out, and I'm all for working out, not this last year, come on somebody, right? But I'm all for working out. But more importantly, I think we should work in. Work, work, let God work in our soul. Let God work in our lives. Like, and be in communion with Jesus. This idea back in the garden where Adam and Eve walked with Jesus in the cool of the morning. That's how every morning should start for you as a Christian this year. Every morning you should wake up and be so thankful that God is with you. You spend time reading the word of God and praying and being grateful and let that change and full overflow into every part of your life. Think about this, 24-7 prayer and fasting. Now that seems impossible, but it's really not that complicated or impossible. Think about this, making a life of prayer, it's just like you're having a conversation with a friend, a conversation with your dad. All throughout the day, recognizing that Jesus is with you and that all things happen on purpose, even when your basement floods. Come on, somebody, that was you this week, right? When things go crazy, you just know God is with you in those moments and you're constantly praying and trusting Jesus. Just because you know it's real, it's, it's a private faith. Like regardless of what happened around you, you and Jesus are good and you have a faith to walk on water, the faith that moves mountains, a faith that tells you you're exactly where you should be in 2024. This is the kind of faith where only God gets the glory. When you're praying and fasting, that means you're secure in God. It, it, it means there's less of you and more of him. And so this year, I believe as a church, man, we gotta get deep with Jesus. We've got to truly commune with Jesus. The Bible talks about Revelation 3 that, that Jesus is knocking on the door of our hearts and he's calling out our name, Sean. And if the Bible says we open the door, he'll come in and dine with us. This year, we should be dining with Jesus every day. 
We, we should make appointments with God. We should slow our schedule down and we walk with Jesus hand in hand. So 2024, you wanna build your faith? Anna, she just gives us incredible picture of what it looks like. Prayer and fasting. You think about these elements of worship, prayer, and fasting, if you boil it down to what made a disciple, I think you might have just hit the nail on the head. This is the essence of what it is to follow God. Think about the self-destructive habits we have of working out instead of letting God work in. Uh, we, we can run ourselves ragged all year long. We get tired, we get defeated, things don't go the way we wanted to. God throws a curveball. All of these things around us may be falling off and we're just working and working and working and working. And that's the American way. But it's not necessarily the Christian way. Like we, we need to slow down, let God work in our lives, let inward change happen. So I encourage you guys in this season, have a communal faith. Like get your heart right with God. Let God shape your soul. Get your soul settled, get your soul strengthened only from God and see what God can do as you walk with him in this season. Now you may still say, well, Sean, that, that sounds really boring and it's kind of an overstatement. And I would say that you're probably missing the essence of Christianity. If it does not excite you to the fullest extent to spend every day with Jesus, then I have a feeling you've probably missed the essence of what it is to know Christ. And so this year, let's just put Christ in the center of our lives and let's slow it down. Let's not try to add on to everything. Let's just try to put Jesus right in the center. Like you're sitting next to a fireplace, you feel his warmth and his presence every day. Let's make sure we spend time with Jesus and praying and worshiping Jesus. Verse 38 said this, and I'll read it this last time. It says, coming up to them, being Jesus and Joseph and Mary and Simeon, at that moment she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who are looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. You know what's amazing? How did she know that this was the Messiah? How did she know this was Jesus? Think about this. How did she know that this child, that she was just staying there, in the, and this is why we think that Simeon's in the court of the women, but she's staying there and she maybe just looks around and goes, that's him. That's the Messiah. How did she know that? And I would encourage you with this thought, that those who humbly commune with God always get a front row seat to the God's work and to his kingdom. Those who humbly walk with God, commune with God, always, guaranteed, without a doubt, get a front row seat to the things of God. You show me somewhere in the Bible where somebody who isn't walking with God gets a front row seat. It's, it's incredible. Every single time, the people that God chooses are the ones who are faithful to him. They were humble, humbly following him, obedient to him, and God somehow just aligns it up where they always get a front row seat to things of God. Anna, she waited 84 years, and then she saw the presence of God. You think of Simeon, we just talked about him last Sunday and how he walked with God and the Holy Spirit moved him and he held on to Jesus. The presence of God was in his very hands. Think about these shepherds that would have known the word of God. The first three people or groups of people to visit Jesus were literally people who were humble, that they were lowly, they were the least of these. We never would have picked them in a million years. If we were superstars, we would not invite them to check us out. Jesus shows up and he picks people that are obscurity, People that, that, uh, that would slip into oblivion and nobody would ever remember if they weren't recording the Bible. These are the people that Jesus chooses to give a front row seat. The humble, not the smart, not the intelligent, not the extremely wealthy, not all these things, just people who humbly walk with Jesus. And if you think about 2024, I don't know about you, but I want this year to be the year 
that God gives me a front row seat to what he's doing. This is the year that I'm gonna step into the presence of God and see the exact thing he's moving into and doing. I'll be a part of the work of God. It's just the honor that God even choose us. And so you gotta think to yourself, would God pick me to be a person in the front row seat? There's an amazing scripture in the Bible that says the first shall be last and the last should be first. Let's talk about the kingdom. You could win the race here, but be last in heaven. You may be the king, but in heaven you might, you might be lowly on the totem pole, right? And the reality is the things of God's complete opposite. If the lower you get, the more God promotes you. He lifts up the humble. And so I would encourage you, take time. You have the time. Just prioritize the time to walk with Jesus and let him promote you in his timing. Let him move you into his work. Let him use your life every single day and give him the glory through, throughout your life. And so all throughout the scripture, you see people who worship God and proclaim God and they're full of faith and they get a front row seat to the things of Christ. So 2024, this is the year that we want God to move. We wanna count on God moving in this season. And so it can start today. Uh, I know it's the 31st, you're gonna start early. This is your day, the day before 2024. Pray and fast. And you may like, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not good at praying. Well, I, I, I don't, I've never fasted. I'm not good at fasting. Well, that you got a year. You got a year to figure that out. You got, every day you can keep working harder towards these things. And I guarantee you, within 30 days, your life will be totally shaped differently because you've started this habit and those simple things you've studied out and you've read the word of God. I would encourage you to go to Matthew 5 through 7 and just start praying over Matthew 5 through 7. This is Jesus' first sermon. And just saying, God, what do you have for me? God, show me. And then start cutting some things out of your life. He teaches you how to pray in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. He teaches you how to fast in my 5, 6, and 7. Like this would be kind of a foundational piece of this year. I'll encourage you with, with this and I'll end with this, is don't do what most Christians do. Don't do what most Christians do. Do what exceptional Christians do. I don't want you to look around you at everybody that's sitting in your pew or in your row or friends that you're with at church for the last five years or 20 years. I want you to look at those people in the Bible that are exceptional. I want you to look at Anna as the prophet. I want you to look at Simeon. I want you to look at Paul. I want you to look at these examples of faith and then say, you know what, I'm gonna follow their example. And what did they do differently? They prayed, they fasted, and they found their, their passion and their heartbeat on Jesus, and then God moved them into that right spot. 84 years just 84 years, and she found the actual presence of God in her life. What would happen in 2024? One year. If you say, you know what, this year, I'm fully in. I'm building my faith. I'm praying. I'm living it out. I'm going to fast. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to have a communal type of faith in 2024. Man, what a goal. What a lifestyle. And I guarantee you, God's going to move you into a front row seat this year as you build your faith. Would you guys pray with me? Father, come before you. God, I pray for those that are walking a season of struggle, maybe a season where they need faith, a season where they've been uh, distracted. Uh, maybe they're putting their hope and achievements and all these things, God. And I pray for those of Jesus followers, God, that we would be full of faith in this season, that we'd slow down, they would listen to you, they'd walk with you, we'd read our Bible and search scripture, and God, that we'd recognize your presence when you walk in the room. We recognize that that's this child. That's you, God. I see your hands on that. It's amazing those that walk with you recognize the things of God first. And so, God, I pray that we be that kind of people that would see your hand moving everywhere because we're walking with you. I want to pray for one group of people that's those of you that say you need Jesus. Those of you today that say, I'm beginning to recognize that the Bible is true. 
I recognized for the first time in my life that I need this Savior that Anna recognized. I'm the kind of person that I'd done everything in my life but commune with God. I spent my life being busy, maybe just going church to church, or maybe just being a consumer of the awesome things in the Bible, but I've not really walked with Jesus. The Bible says if you humble your heart, if you confess your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, they'll be saved and forgiven and made new. And today's the day of salvation. That 2024, you cannot do on your own. You have to trust in Jesus who died on the cross for you on your, for your sins. The Bible says he exchanged all his, all his righteousness for all our unrighteousness, all his good for all our bad. And that we, are a new, we aren't just updated. We are a new creation in 2024 because of Jesus. And so if you need Jesus, Bible says today is your day. You can call on Jesus and you'll be saved. And so I'm gonna offer a prayer to you. If you wanna pray this prayer, you can start a relationship with Jesus and just simply say this. Say, Father God, thanks so much for sending Jesus, for loving me enough, patiently waiting for me to come home. God, you recognized me before I recognized you. And so thank you for coming after me. God, thank you for loving me enough to die on the cross and to pay for my sins. God, I wanna be like Anna and I wanna recognize you in my life, God. I wanna be the story of redemption that she proclaimed when she saw Jesus, that he died for the world and he died for me, Jesus. And so you can have my life, God. I wanna serve you and follow you. I pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Hey, come on, give some likes, give some hearts. Man, give it up for everybody who came to Christ today. Man, what an awesome ending to 2023, an awesome challenge for beginning of 2024. And so we love you guys, man. Thanks for joining us this Sabbath Sunday. Can't wait to see you back at KT in person. And remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers, come on, real life and purpose. Come on, see you next year. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. This is the end of this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another inspirational podcast. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.